Welcome to the Clean County Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today, our guest is Jason Earls. Jason Earls is a Dallas, Texas-based comic who doesn't live to make you laugh. He makes you laugh to help you live. He's a husband and a father of six children. And we're going to talk with him about the good, the bad, and the funny. Don't hate on the mask. If you're single and you got pretty eyes and an ugly face, <laughs> this is your season. I'm telling you, for such a time as this, come on, this is your time. Wear that mask. You about to get you a man, girl. I was at my church settling a debate, like, you know, being a unifier. And one guy says, I hate wearing masks. I said, how come you don't like wearing masks? He said, because every mask I wear stinks. <laughs> uh, Jason, I love that. I, uh, I had to play that for my wife, and she laughed right away at that. So it was a very, very well-constructed joke. I like that a lot. <laughs> Jason, welcome to the podcast, man. Man, thank you, fellas, for having me on, brother Aaron, brother Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made it, Mama. I made yeah. it. I'm on the <laughs> yeah, yes, Clean County Time podcast. That's how you know. Yeah, we have we have uh, uh, tens of listeners that uh, no, hundreds, <laughs> hundreds, really hundreds. Uh, hey, so uh, Jason Earls, you and Aaron know each other really well, so I'm looking forward to getting to know you on this one, because uh, for those of you who have caught up on some of the uh, previous episodes, we played an episode of the Well Metaverse podcast, and that's one that Jason and Aaron do together. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we threw that in as a little bonus episode here with uh, Clean County Time, and uh, now I, I finally get to talk to Jason. So uh, we, we've been chatting a little bit already, and uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Dude, thanks. I'm, yeah, I'm excited, too. Just, you know, you know, Aaron's, you know, talking to Aaron is cool, but now yeah, you <laughs> doing the mix. <laughs> Look at here. Yeah, we mix, yeah, I'm trying to mix it up a little bit. All right. Well, let's get, get right to it. Uh, well, the first question I always like to ask is, uh, why did you get started in comedy? <laughs> Dude, I had nowhere else to turn, man. <laughs> no, I, I always tell people, man, it found me. So I wanted to do stand-up comedy when I was in high school. In fact, I told my dad uh, when I was probably a sophomore, I said, hey, I got an announcement to make. Instead of going to college, mm-hmm. I'm, going to, I'm going to the improv to study and learn how to be a comedian. And how did that <laughs> go over with the old man? He said, boy, you funny. I tell you that. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, at least I tried. That's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I literally, you talk about a dream crusher. I was just like, yeah. well, it wasn't really crushing a dream. It was like, okay, I guess, I guess I can't. And I yeah. went on to college and I was in grad school. And oh. for my, I was starting to do little skits. Mm. And I had we had to do a creative presentation, and they didn't care what how creative you were, but you had to be creative and present this uh, this this text that we read. And I did a monologue, and it murdered. It was man, <laughs> people were standing up clapping. The professor got up, and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, that is what I'm talking about right there." Nice. And I was like, "I was born to do this." No, oh, that's great. Well, uh, and and so one of the things we found out as we've been talking to comics, uh, various parts of the country and stuff, is some people their very first time doing stand up, they had you know five thousand people in the room, and other people was five, and 
Um, so you had a, you were in a classroom environment. So you had probably what, 25, 30 people in there, a hundred. What, what did you have in there? You know? Uh, it was wrong. I would say 75, 75 yeah. to a hundred. It was good, 20 good size class. And what were, you, what were you doing in grad school? What was your subject? Uh, I was studying theology in yeah. fact at Dallas theological seminary. Oh, <laughs> sure. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they, uh, they, they crank out some graduates from time to time. I've, I've, uh, been led to believe. Yeah, they have. I got put out though. They, they cranked me out. Like you don't belong uh-huh. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I, I started, I got married, started having babies, man. So yeah. Yeah. And, um, and and you've uh, you got that down now, right? Hey, my wife says I'm good at it. Yeah, so, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to do a little bit about uh, a friend of mine had me stop at the store to try and uh, pick up some baby formula. It says your wife's got twins. I think she's got the formula. Uh, <laughs> Hey-o. Yeah, that's, hey, that's, get, some, get, some of that good milk. Yeah, that's what we got. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and we're going to get to your, uh, your wife, we're going to get to your kids here, uh, in a bit. Um, but, uh, you, you hey, mentioned some else... wife's name out your mouth, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I won't mention her name. Yeah. We'll just, that'll, that'll be see, that, see, that's, that's why we do these things remote. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. But, no uh, wants to hear that. Like, okay, I am, all right? No. No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll we'll be just fine. <laughs> uh but you your the clip that we played uh just there uh was um you know you were talking about being in church and you talked about uh being in Dallas theological uh seminaries, but um you grew up in the church, as I understand it. I didn't like going to church when I grew up. Because we were going um Sunday school and they would walk in with the illegal Xerox copy of the Sunday school lesson. they'll walk and say this morning we gonna talk about joy (laughs) how many of y'all got joy I got it deep down in my heart would you notify your face please (laughs) Yeah, this may sound odd, but I think we had the same grade school Sunday school teacher. Bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like same same person. Just, you know, yeah. A little, yeah, very, very cute. Yeah, here's the illegal Xerox uh of the Sunday school lesson for sure. Um right. why yeah. does my why does my lesson have do not copy, do not copy, do right? not copy? Right? Man, uh, yeah, that's, Boy, that's that, that uh, the crowd that you're that you're uh, in front of there. It's interesting because it sounds like there's a ton of people in the room, but uh, but it, the response was also super quick. I know oftentimes in in front of large crowds, there's a little bit of a delay, but man, that that seemed like it seemed like there were a lot of people in there that responded just on the spot. How many people were there? Uh, I think it was like thirty five to four thousand. I think that's how much that auditorium held. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did tighten that up a little bit uh, in oh, the yeah. editing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because, yeah. 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 Brian, come on, man. You got to edit. I know. For sure. Right. <laughs> so it's a big room, and it takes time for Jason's joke to land all the way in the back of the room for that laugh to come all the way back. So there are these pauses. And I'm just like, well, for the for the podcast, 
I'll just tighten that up a little bit. I never noticed. <laughs> uh, uh, that's nice. Uh, now, uh, is okay. this what the whole podcast is going to be like? Oh, yeah. He didn't do that. I did. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, so, so, Jason, this is the first time I've ever seen us. Like, like, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, all right so <laughs> <laughs> that's so. But I, lo- I love it when uh a comedian's on on an open mic you know and and uh something happens and then it's all right <laughs> <laughs> all right Martin Luther king really didn't have a dream he went to sleep and i just whispered in his ear yeah that's, that's what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you so you've got kids and you've got a wife and yes. Every comedian I've talked, and I don't, I am married, but I don't have kids and Aaron's married and he's got kids, but, uh, you've, you know, kind of tripled down on us when in the kids department or so. And, um, the, the way that I always see comedians who have kids, they get a writing staff. Uh, that's great. <laughs> you, you've got your, your wife helps you write jokes and each of the kids has their own perspective and they're writing jokes all day, every day. From what I can tell, am I just wrong here, or or is that what's going on at the Earl's house? Yeah, it's it's you know, man, we yeah, you know, we we share a lot. We talk about uh, life a lot. We laugh a lot. My kids were like that. That's funny. Uh, you know, now I have four teenagers. Were were actually mm. two teenagers, two young adults, an eighteen and a twenty year old. Yeah, and so when they're teenagers, it's almost like. You're writing for Saturday Night Live, trying to get somebody to just accept your stuff so it can go on stage. He's like, Dad, that's not funny. And then, then I, I said to their friends, their friends laughed like, okay, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're a pretty tough crowd. But the other people from outside the family, they'll give you the real story. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but uh, you... Uh, so you've you've got your family, um, the extra writers, as I say, and uh, the, when this podcast comes out, it's going to be Father's Day the, uh, the day before. So this will likely drop on Sunday, uh, June 19, which is Father's Day, and we, um, we'll, we'll be there uh, right on the heels of that. Talk. So, so how is being a father really influenced your comedy? Man, it's one, it's made me work harder. It's, I've got seven people depending on if these jokes mm. land or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's made me dial in. Uh, but also it just, you know, as, as I want my children to be great at what, at the gifts and skills God has naturally given them, you know, it makes me look at what I have and see how can I do better. Mm-hmm. Not not much of a funny answer. Sorry. Bro. No, that's okay. No, I was going to say that's that's a real concrete example of how fatherhood, parenthood uh, affects your comedy. Is you, you got to make a living. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, you got to make sure that the kids are eating. Eh, not all of them. I mean, you know, they don't all have to eat every yeah. day. Uh-huh. You see, and I don't have kids, so what do I know, dude? I uh, no, I just I wake up in the morning and just put everything, a bunch of food in the bowl. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how we fed the barn cats in, in, the, in the farm that's, yeah, same deal 
Yeah, scraps from breakfast. That's funny. My that's dog nice. is in my office, so I did that. He was like, hey, oh, that hey. what? Time to <laughs> <laughs> uh, So now I also appreciate that in your uh, comedy you have You've been a little confessional that you've you've made a mistake or two uh, while you've been uh, child rearing. I did not know, y'all. If you have multiple children, you don't put all of them in athletics at the same time. We had two in soccer, two in football, four different teams, and everybody made the playoffs. I was praying that they lost. I was like, Lord, let them lose in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Victory is yours. Keep it to yourself today. <laughs> God, I don't want to slice another orange. <laughs> I don't want to see another Gatorade. <laughs> I don't want to stab another Capri Sun. God, I just want my Saturdays back. <laughs> oh, man, I hear that. Uh, so you, your kids, have, uh, about half of them are, have grown out now. They're no longer in sports, or at least they're not stealing your Saturdays anymore? Yeah, dude, it's worse now. They stopped playing on Saturdays. <laughs> and that was every day of the week. Like, dog it. I got to pick them up from practice today? Mm-hmm. Shucks. <laughs> I got, you know, they, I'm, I'm in Texas too, man. So Texas yeah. sports, high school, man, and middle school. Oh, that's that's pretty serious. Oh yeah, yeah you need a few small business loans for this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I I played uh, like little league football and into high school a little bit, uh, and it was nowhere near what I've seen like on TV and movies and stuff of Texas football at the little league Absolutely. level. It's, is it really the the way it is when we see it in the in the movies and stuff? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Except for the, it, it, the only difference between the movies and real life is the movies it just cost ten dollars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. and then with the kids, you got the pads and then and the orange slices. And we didn't have Capri Sun when I was a kid. We got Gatorade. You got, uh, uh, you, you got, got hug. You had the Huggies. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got we got the Gatorade like uh showed up a couple of years into little league football and prior to that it was orange slices and hershey bars and that was halftime and then Dude. and then they started bringing in gatorade <laughs> we, uh, we had orange slices and and huggies huggies the huggies, huggies would burn your throat basically it's just pops melted popsicle juice oh my gosh <laughs> oh okay yeah 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 I, I i know what you're picking uh yeah the little plastic sleeves the flavor rice or uh, yeah, other, but Huggies—that's what they're called. Yeah, well, I guess that was the brand. Yeah, it was Huggies. Okay, huh. they, they, they also they also are in the diapers? the diaper business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I was like. That's you know you get them coming and going that way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Make sure the kids wow. don't take bathroom breaks during the third quarter. Playing yeah. and pissing, playing and pissing. I don't know if I can tell <laughs> <my own. Sorry. laughs> uh, All right. So uh, that's that's a bit on the comedy and uh, and fathers and one of the reasons that uh, we by had the way, you, by the way yeah, I love the yes. editing job you did on that one as well. Yeah, listening to that clip, I just I just gotta <laughs> say, man, good job, Brian. <laughs> yeah, 
You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> the laugh tracks that you put under there. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah Actually, I, though, listening to that clip, Jason, you, you had a little of that uh, pe- a preacher's growl in your voice yeah. Uh, yeah. as you got into that. And <laughs> I didn't have to add that. I, you know, <laughs> I just boosted the bass a little bit and you're all set. Yeah. Nice. Uh, no, the, the, the clips <laughs> are already had the music in it and everything. And I was like, that's, that's a really fun clip. And I'm like, it'll sound great. And I think, and everybody, you let us know. Uh, how that clip sounded? Uh, yes, please. please do. If we should have, if Brian should have added an organ to it, yeah, <laughs> we can we can tuck that in later if we need to. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so okay, comedy. Uh, but we're getting serious now. We're we're getting uh, this part of the show. Oh, uh, man. Aaron, Aaron's going to get serious in a little while, but it's my turn to get a little serious just because I I love history. Um, uh, we are always living in history and. Um, people always say, you know, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. And, um, I, I don't ever want to be one of those people. So I always did my best to study it. And, uh, so as we're recording this, we're coming up on a day and this podcast will drop the day after not only father's day, but Juneteenth, uh, which for those of you who are not familiar with it, it's a, it's a national holiday. That's, it's only a year old in, from a national holiday perspective, but it, um, made a national holiday is the anniversary of the 1865 announcement uh, in Texas where Jason lives that, Oh, by the way, the slaves, uh, all y'all here in Texas are finally free two years after the emancipation proclamation. And as almost like insult to injury, the um, there were slaves that were still uh, enslaved in other parts of the union and Confederacy, the, the non-rebellious states until the 13th amendment was passed as ratified in December of 1865. So there there's this two year period of summer free, summer slaves, summer indifferent, nobody's telling them anything. And, and so now we have this recognition that that was going on um, has turned into a, a national holiday and it just happened to fall right here where we're talking to you and it's father's day and, I can't really connect the whole Father's Day and uh, and Juneteenth. Uh, I did my best, though. Uh, hey, wait, dude. <laughs> if I would have thought you like, let's wait till Juneteenth Father's Day weekend. Let's find a black father to bring. Yes, on. that's very, what we're looking very for. well played, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, Aaron and I are just a couple of white guys, and we don't have um, we don't have the the credit or or authority to to speak on it, other than I just. You know, from a historical perspective, this is what happened. Um, but I understand that you've done um, your own research, uh, to use that term, um, be above and beyond what, you know, what anyone might have learned in a history class or, or you know, basic um, American history in school and stuff like that. And you, you've done some traveling and and can you take a, just a few minutes and tell us about oh, that and, wow. and how that's broken down for you? Man, first of all, thanks. Uh, thanks for asking that. Thanks for uh, setting it up. Thanks for understanding. Uh, because here's what most people got to understand. Man, when, when I see a shirt uh, that says 1776, mm-hmm. July 4th, 1776. And for those who don't know, that's, you know, oh. that's when America declared its independence. And there's this, I, I want you to go into the mind or to the heart of an African-American when you see that, imagine that 
okay, slavery was emancipated 1882, 83, 84, 85, whichever one. 1863, you know. yeah. I, I know this part. <laughs> so, so man, so when is 1883, you know, so it's 83, right? You, uh, it's 63, so it's during the Civil War. Emancipation Proclamation, and then 1860. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got I got three dates going into my mind. Yes. Yeah. Right I, I, there's a lot of them. There's a bunch of dates out there. So here's and and I'm shocked that I'm I'm grateful, but I'm also shocked because I've never what I'm about to tell you all is I've never spoken publicly about. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But so so just keep in mind that for. 1870, I mean, 1776, mm-hmm. we always quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. First of all, when that was being said, it was argued that black people were three-fifths human. Yeah. That we weren't all the way totally human. And that was just the black men. Right. And I mean, they, you know, they didn't count the women at all. Right. So, So now you're... If I'm made in the image of God, but in order to keep me at a certain level, you have to create this lie and say that I'm all I'm I'm only three fifths of a human. The rest of me is just like some type of animal. Which what type of animal? I don't know. I guess some people argue monkeys, you know, or apes. So 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 then so we finally are emancipated. Some of us they didn't get the text message in Texas until like you know. Till the war was actually over. Yeah. And a couple years go by. and Right. So now, and then not only that, but you add in all of the Jim Crow stuff like, okay, we're going to end slavery, but mm-hmm. technically we're not going to necessarily give y'all this same thing that we get. And so like, man, how do you, how, as a black man, how do I really celebrate this 1776 independence when it really what didn't include me and so that's just, man, that's always a tough, 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 tough for me, man. Even to, like giving my kids a tour of the nation's capital, like, yeah, mm. okay. Yep. You see this? Yeah, that that really wasn't meant for you, man. <laughs> and, and nevertheless. Mm. Yeah. So here's here's crazy, crazy, crazy thing. So my first trip to the motherland, to Africa, the country of Ghana. Mm. Uh, man, I toured a slave cap- castle, and crazy thing happened. This is the stuff that I've been processing for years. I've not known what to do with. I've just, I've got this stuff going on that I've just, ha, you can see, I can barely get my words together. <laughs> so, so they're giving us this tour of the slave castle, and they take us into this first floor where this is where they kept the men and the boys. No bathroom, but this huge, looks like a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you're walking in there, and it's still, it still to this day has a stench to it. Then you make this left to where, they, where the women were. You turn this corner, and this is where they kept the women and the girls. And that had a stench. And then you're looking, you're in this women's dungeon area and they take us through this door and there's this spiral stairs that go. 
So we go up these spiral stairs and up it's a balcony now looking over the women's area. The reason why there was a spiral spiraling um staircase because the guy who who was leader of the slave trade would overlook the balcony, would look over the balcony where his room was and say, bring me that one, bring me that one, bring me that one. And they would take that girl up through that staircase and he would uh, have his way with her. Mm. Then you, then you go, you exit to the right of this, this room, this slave traders quarters and you walk down the hallway. Now you're standing on the second floor underneath where all this stuff was happening or where, where this dungeon was for the men. And it's a chapel. Hmm. And there's. Sorry. There's, say, say that again. You, you go from the men's slave quarters. Turn the corner. There's the women's slave quarters. Uh-huh. You go up the stairs and there's the the master for lack of a better term who overlooks and is choosing from among the, the women. Right. And then from there, the next room is what is a chapel. Yeah. And I like, and there's this scripture embedded in a, in it. And it's basically it's I can't, I can't remember what was in it, what was in it, because it just messed me up so much. But it was talking about Jesus and like who who began a good work in it, something like that. I can't remember totally. And he who the, began the a good work in you continued to the to the end of the age. Yeah, the tour guide says this. All of this was happening below, while they were worshiping their Christian God. Yeah. Above. Let's move on to the next room. I was like, wait, 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 bro. Wait, like, wait, 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 stop, stop. Like, and if we just move on, like, man, what do I say to that? As a guy yeah. who considers himself a believer of Jesus and a follower of Jesus, like, wait, we just, yo, it wasn't right, but it's. So then we go there, we tour some more, and then I go to what they call the point of no return. It's this very narrow doorway, and it walks, it goes outside, which what used to be a dock. And so it's the point of no return where you're looking out in the ocean, and you know across the waterways are the Americas. And that's where they put these slaves on the ship to go to America. So... So man, I'm I'm processing that. Yeah. I get back to to I, I fly back to America. I have an event two days later in Louisiana. Mm. The host of my Louisiana event said, Man, I want to I want to show you something. Two days later, Brian and Aaron, yeah. he pulls up and he said, This right here is a former plantation. These are the, all the houses where the slaves stay. These are the shacks. And if if the slave castle didn't overwhelm me, yeah. <laughs> two days later, I, I fly on a plane 
and now I'm where they where they went to. And I'm just like, mm. ah, but how do you even make sense of that? Yeah. Then a, a few years later, I had an opportunity to go to South Africa and tour and learn about uh, learning firsthand about apartheid and um, Robert, the guy by the name of Robert Sabuque, who was basically Nelson Mandela's mentor. This is like Robert Sabuque was Michael Jordan and Nelson Mandela is Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, whichever one you want to. <laughs> Scotty Pippen? Does he get no love? <laughs> no. It's Chicago. Come sorry. I'm from Chicago. I got a little defensive there. It's my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, Nelson, like, Robert Sabuque was, man, was beating the drum of, man, th- how y'all are treating uh, people of color, blacks and Afrikaans, how y'all treating these people is actually wrong. I mean, man, apartheid was... It was just ugly. And that like that ended when we were in high school, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's how, that's yeah. how long ago that was. And just, man, they, what they did, if you spoke against apartheid, they would arrest you and get this. They wouldn't allow you to talk to your sons mm. while you were in jail mm-hmm. because they didn't want you to spread that false information. And from their the eyes, true, like the this. true information, right? Right, the true no. information, right? Like, so man, so I'm watching that. Meanwhile, I'm watching the news while I'm I, so I'm I'm getting this holistic view of racism in the world in the world towards whites, uh, from whites to blacks, and I'm looking on the news. And there's some race stuff going on in America. And it looks like, you know how you watch, you know, World News Tonight and they're showing another part of the world where they're rioting. Yeah, right. I'm in another country looking at the news like America is one of those foreign countries that has unrest. Mm, Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget, Nelson Mandela said that... uh, that what South Africa needs is a is a rebirth, uh, and I was like, man, I, this is gonna sound like a like an old preacher. It's gonna sound kind of hacky, <laughs> but I'm like, yo, like America, we just need to be born again. Like we just yeah. need to, mm-hmm. like we need a whole new do over, dude. Yeah, because it's it's this this race problem at its core is, uh, man, the oppression, the what was done to keep a certain group of people oppressed is horrific. Yeah. And uh yeah, we can we can go on, but that's just yeah. that's just the surface. Right. Yeah, that's that's just the surface. Y'all talk about that, CRT? I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the that's the thing is um you know, it gets a a catchy label or something like that. And then people have something that they can say, Uh, Oh, I don't want this taught here. And that kind of thing. It's like, you have no idea what it actually is, but that's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that we didn't talk about critical race theory. We didn't, we're not talking about those labels and things like that. We're just saying, right. Here's what happened, uh, in, in American society, um, from the beginning, of the United States of America. And we celebrate that by blowing stuff up uh, and violence and so on. And then uh, but pretend violence because it's fireworks. 
And then, um, and unless then, you put it, firecrackers in in the mouth of a frog, and oh, the mouth right. of the you wait a minute, you you put them in the mouth. What are you talking about? I'm not saying I. I'm no, just saying I. I'm saying you. I'm just, like that's what some people do. If you grew up in Virginia, yeah, that's on, in Jamal Court. Uh, uh, yeah, on the on the farm, uh, there was always uh, some animal that we could be cruel to. Um, and I mentioned the barn cats earlier. I'm kidding. We didn't yeah. do that. Sorry, uh, Peter. We yeah. love you. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, I'm I'm struck by um, the scripture you saw on the on the wall. Um, I'm going to chapter and verses here. Philippians one six, uh, and um, I mean, there's you know hundred versions we could read from but uh, i'm just going to grab uh this one here being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of christ jesus and the unmitigated gall that somebody had to put that on the chapel to to say that they were doing something to to make these people better um and and that's how they rationalized it um and and that's the the part that um, we also need to come to terms with. Um, that just because we say it wasn't me, it wasn't us, it wasn't you know, but it, but that, um, that feeling, that emotion, that ownership of um, these truths, which we hold self evident, um, is not for everyone. Is not for all people. Um, and uh, I I'm. I'm very glad that you're here to to talk with us about it. Um, you know, this clean comedy time podcast, we usually, you know, talk about much lighter weight stuff. Um, but I, I'm glad we can at least, you know, throw this out there, um, and, um, be a source of, uh, of information and education and, and people can then look stuff up themselves. Um, absolutely. And, yeah. And I, well, I, since it's clean comedy time, like there was a white man, black man, Chinese man walking to a plantation. <laughs> 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 And let, let me just say this, man, because I know some people are like, crap, I wish they shut up with this race <laughs> Uh Let me just say, man, it's, you know, man, one one thing that that Israel does to remember the Holocaust is they, they place sirens over, in, you know, all of Israel and everybody stops. And I don't care who you are, where you are, you got to stop in the middle of the on the interstate, yeah, get out of your car, and they stand in attention at attention until and they have this moment of silence where the entire where the the entirety of Israel just pauses to remember the Holocaust. I'm like, yep, like we do that. We talk about the Holocaust, yeah. but man, oh, let's forget about what happened. Let's let's stop talking about slavery. I was at a comedy club. In, in Minnesota, and I, I was telling some jokes, and I started talking about race. And, you know, I talk about Barbie dolls and how into, uh, up until recent years, you couldn't find a black a black Ken doll. Yeah. You know, and the, or if you did, he had pink lipstick on. Like, yo, why? So I, I, I make the joke, in order to find a masculine husband for the black Barbies in my house, I had to go to the sports section. And my yeah. only two options was some wrestlers, Booker T and Junkyard Dog. <laughs> and too, so <laughs> people were uneasy about that joke. I like let's let's stop. Let's let's talk about it. 
let's workshop this joke. Let me let me do a focus group yeah. study. And I said, hey, help me understand why that joke is so so tight for y'all because it's a funny joke. I'm a professional. <laughs> and one man said, uh, I just don't like it. Oh, and yeah. I was like, okay, subjective. Thank you, sir. Okay, sure. Thank you Comedy for uh, thank you for speaking well. up. I appreciate huh? that. Why don't you like it? The rest of y'all need to say something. At least I said something. I'm like, <laughs> all right, thanks, Bubba. We got we appreciate that. Yeah. And then people started just saying. Some people. One lady said, "I wish we could just forget about it." Hmm. And then another. This man said, "Man, it's just a horrible part of our history that we wish we could erase." Yeah. And then another person said, "It's just uncomfortable." And like, let, let's just move on. I'm like, yo, we like, we don't move on. For, we move on with everything else, and remember it. We move on from the Holocaust, but we remember it. Uh, you know, even uh, I was at a comedy club the other night and was talking about me wanting to lose weight. And I made some jokes about being obese, which I am. And I said, hey, notice y'all, when I told a fat joke, you didn't look at the fat people. But when I told a black joke, you look at the black people. What's wrong with us? <laughs> it's just, I'm, I'm reading this this book called A Country of Strangers. And it's dealing with the the race issue down south in America. And uh this author, he he did three he's written three books. One about Israel and Palest the Palestinians and their conflict. Another one was with with Russia and another group, can't remember exactly. And his last book he did this study with in the South with black blacks and whites. And he said, man, out of a hundred people, there was only one black person who who was uneasy about talking about racism. That was a a sophomore in college. Rest of the people, adult people, had no issue who were black. But the overwhelming majority of white people just found race something uneasy to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, man, so I just, so, so for those who are feeling uncomfortable, it you're probably uncomfortable because you don't have enough conversations about it. Yeah. Like, we grew up, like, if they're, it's not an option for us to talk about in my, you know, in my household growing up and for my children. So I don't, yeah. I guess my point of that is like, yo, talk about it. Yeah. I'm a black person. Boom. Did I scare y'all? I'm oh sorry. My. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and, uh, the book you mentioned, a country of strangers. Uh, is, I'm, I had to quick look up here. Uh, David K. Shipler. Does that sound right? Yes. Yeah. All right. I will make sure that we have a, a link to that uh, in the podcast as well. Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Jason, uh, thank you so much for sharing in that uh, first half, uh, that thing with uh, the frogs and the firecrackers. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, man, dude, it's so good to have you on this podcast. So good to uh, connect with you. Of course, uh, we, we have the opportunity to chat uh, quite often, but this is this is cool. It's like worlds colliding, the Clean Comedy Time podcast 
and uh, and us us together on it. So during the second half, uh, we like to get in a little bit deeper. Although we got pretty deep in that in that first half, but we like to find out what's going well for you, and then uh, something that you that you might be struggling with a bit. So uh, to kick things off, man, what's uh, what's going well? Man, I would have to say uh, every Tuesday we launched this podcast called Well Metaverse. And I, let me just Ooh. say, dude, I just, I wish I could say podcast like you, you know, podcast. Like, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his Midwestern twang right there. Yeah, that is such a cool podcast. 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 There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I would say what was, what, what was really going well in addition to just all that we've got going in the metaverse, I just want to shout out my oldest two children. Mm. Uh, that are now they finished their first year in college, and now for the summer they are working at a camp. And I'm so it's what they're doing at a camp is what I wish I would have done. So this particular camp, I told the director, I said, "Man, listen, dude, you got the best I got. This is I'm, I'm amazed at." the impact that my kids are having. They're basically running the programming aspect of this camp, both of them together. So they've been counselors for years, but now it's like they're they're in this leadership role where they're, they're writing the content and putting it together, unleashing it at a camp. That's uh, So the way I'm parenting is uh, I'm just grateful for my kids and that stuff is going well. Not to say that we don't have challenges because we do have some you know, we got to get help some catch up with some academic stuff for the summer. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm consistently, you know, having to watch my. Make sure I'm being more graceful when things don't go to the way that I want as a dad. Mm. I realize that as a dad, as men, not all of us, but when things get out of our control that we feel like we ought to control, we can typically become incredible hawk. Mm. And, uh, man, just try not to be green, brother. You know, yeah. just trying to stay yeah. graceful. Well, it sounds, so, uh, sounds like you are very, very proud of your kids. I, you know, I am, man, because it's, man, I, I messed up a lot as a teenager and mm -hmm. as a young adult. And I just, I, I said, one thing I'm going to do, <laughs> it's, uh, I remember saying this, like, okay, devil, you messed up my life. But I'm gonna make sure you don't mess up other kids' lives. <laughs> mm. yeah. And I kind of just, you know, that's kind of been my method. Like, okay, well, how did I mess up? And part of it was I didn't have a lot of fun in my mm. church environment growing up. Like some people who really could have helped me, they were mm -hmm. just so stuck up. You know, like uh like why y'all so always... sounds like a little bit of some hardships, a little, bit, a little bit of rebellion, a little bit of things from your past has kind of formed you into a dad who's obviously very proud of your kids and at the same time is putting a lot of effort into making sure that you're doing things uh, in their best interest. Is that fair? Absolutely. And have a lot of fun. Like a lot of our serious conversations are can be fun. I always say, man, no's don't have to be mean no's. Mm -hmm. you yeah, don't have, yeah. every no doesn't have to be grouchy no sometimes yeah. we can be like no man i can't do that Ooh, that would be cool <laughs> though but i can't and not being not in a passive aggressive way just like yo 
or passive. It's just like, no, bro, we can't do that. Still love you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Go make me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you uh, what do you attribute that to, though? Having that kind of relationship with your kids that that you can be playful, but yet uh, yet um, strict. You know, man, it's it's like this. It's parenting is a relay race. Mm. It really is. Your parents ran a relay ra- leg. And they didn't run that race saying, man, let's see how we can jack up the team of our family, the yeah. legacy of our family. Let's, you know, man, the our parents did the best that they knew to do. And it's, it's I liken it to like engineers, let's say mm-hmm. of, of, of a television. Like the current engineers at Sony who, who are making the latest, greatest LED TV, they can't look back and say, man, what were they thinking? Oh, they kept this big tube and all they had was oh, black yeah. and white. Oh, they sucked. Yeah. No, it's the black and white TV engineers that paved the way for the color TV and now the LED smart TVs. And so what I've told my dad, so I say what I'm saying is, man, like my dad did some great things, but he, my dad didn't necessarily make the LED TV, but he made a color TV, and my granddad made a black and white TV in terms of parenting. And my mm-hmm. dad ran his leg, and he passed it to me. Because my dad my dad would ask me the same thing. Like, dude, how did you learn to teach, talk to your kids like that? And I'm like, Dad, one, it came from me being able to talk to you on some things, mm-hmm. but also like with what I learned from you and a desire to do even better, it's like we, you know, there's this proverb that says, man, I'm not trying to be super religious. I'm not. I'm just quoting this. It's helped me. It says, uh, commit your ways to the Lord and your plans will be established. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. when you really having your heart to do something and you like, you ask God to help you, <laughs> like he'll help you. Like he'll help you come up with some good plans. That's how I did, you know, parent. That's how I started doing comedy as well. Well, dude, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've been able to watch you interact with you, meet, meet your family and, and your kids and, and, uh, you, you done good, man, you got good kids. Um, and, and I can see, I can see the, the nature of your relationship with them on full display. Uh, you know, as we've had the opportunity to talk on, on the Well Metaverse podcast, yeah, one of the highlights for me in that entire podcast was in you know episode two or three or something when uh, um, when your kids were heading out on that mission trip and or well uh, and and your your daughter you just took the time to pray over her like we stopped the podcast podcast yeah. there you go that one's just for you <laughs> <laughs> we stopped the podcast so you could uh, pray over your daughter and dude man that was cool and then of course a little side benefit that uh, we didn't, or I didn't even know about until, until we recorded an episode a while later, you also prayed over your son that, you know, he had tested positive for COVID and, and he wasn't going to be able to go. And you prayed, God, if it's your will, you know, let him, you know, let him overcome this virus and go. And then boom, he went. (laughs) He went. Yeah. He he yeah, faked it, a faked a negative test and no no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spit on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, good. I'm so glad those uh, COVID testing, uh, for the most part, not all of it's over, but mm. dude, I got well, so tired of shoving that swab up my nose, man. Yeah. Dude, yep. that thing, one time, dude, they, they shoved it so far up my nose, they pocket dialed somebody. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True, yeah, true that's story. Cheaper. True story. That's yeah. Yeah. Dude, they were like, oh, and we tested you for prostate cancer. You good. Like, I don't know which I would like better, honestly, because <laughs> I like the weight loss. You know, before the colonoscopy part, I like that part. It's it, it's, it's like the Huggies deal. You know, yeah, you have both exactly. ends covered there. Yeah. <laughs> but we're at uh, at the Atkinson House. We are we are deep into uh, COVID testing. Uh, last week and this week, uh, my wife is sick, and uh, 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 so we're uh, you know I'm testing negative still. We're we're doing so. Uh, I've got my mask on and so on. We're uh, we're doing our best here, but. Uh, yeah, I I wish this were all gone. I wish people would have uh, you know, just done what they needed to do and mask up, get vaccinated, get this stuff taken care of so that we could we could go back to uh to Dude, regular life. I live in Texas, man. So yeah, I, right? went to, I, I went to an <laughs> event in in Midland, Texas. Well, like outside of Midland, Odessa. And they said this was like 4 months 4 or 5 months ago. They said uh Man, back when COVID was here, I was like, "Wait, what do y'all mean?" Back yeah. when COVID was yeah, here, yeah, yeah, like that thing is still real, y'all. But they, yeah. to them, it was here for about a month, and they were good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. bananas. So I don't know, maybe maybe all that has something to do do with it. But uh, I mean, what uh, what's something that you're you're struggling with right now, Jason. Dude, let pick one, pick something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, uh, so I would say, and well, let's see which one I'm gonna, what am I going to pick? Uh, I would say it's oh, three and three and one, really. It's, man, I don't have clarity. Hmm of the future and i say that meaning like i've got i've had some uh, some doors have closed some some seasons have closed for me mm-hmm. uh in in may and i potentially have some seasons some new seasons some new doors opening and but they're not opened yet so mm-hmm. i'm in this holding pattern and I'm having to, my hands are tied. Uh, I can't necessarily do anything to influence any of the doors to opening. And so if you ask me, okay, Jason, tell me what your life is going to look like in three months. Dude, I cannot tell you anything. Mm. And so I have these things that I know, okay, if this door is open, if this door opens, then I have to make a decision. But I can't necessarily make some decisions right now because of what might be coming down the pipe it's it's very weird and um it's yeah it's it's a holding pattern it's what do you do uh when you can't see the future clearly and you just gotta wait and trust that everything is gonna every little thing 
<laughs> it's gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just it's... glad you didn't complain about the heat because uh, you know we're at like 93 degrees here in West Michigan and uh, in uh, Texas today. I think it was 3,000, 3,000 degrees. And I'm pretty sure. Thing. It, I I can't stand weathermen in <laughs> Dallas and Texas, dude. Because it's like, well, it hadn't been this hot. You know, we hadn't seen temperatures like this since. Uh, Thursday. 19, 1932. <laughs> like, I don't care if my granddad needed shorts. Just tell me what I need to wear today. <laughs> or they, or they, they said this the other day. Uh, the temperature is 99, but it feels like 104. And just say. Just say it's 104, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't give me a riddle. <laughs> right, right, right. I was promised there would be no math for me to do once I got out. This school. was science, not math. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I, I, I'll tell you, dude, I can uh, totally relate with uh, what you're talking about there as far as the the future not being as crisp as uh, as we would like it, you know, because I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, I think I know what's happening, but, uh, but I don't, and, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's, it comes up on a regular basis and in, in the well metaverse podcast, but you know, that serenity prayer of God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That is a whole lot easier to, uh, implement when we're looking at things that we can control when you start talking about that waiting pattern and, and having a couple of different things on the horizon uh, and not knowing which is going to pop, like that's stuff that we can't control. And man, is that uncomfortable? Absolutely. But it's also, there's like when you're called to live a certain uh, at a certain place, it's like, the old saying, don't let your don't let your mouth write a check that your butt can't cash. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if if we say that we if I say that I really trust my creator, if I trust God, if I say, hey, I, I really trust that God's gonna lead me and direct me, he's like, Okay, okay, time to take this check to the bank. Yeah, yeah. I hope you got enough funds inside to cover it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because if not, you about to bounce back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I think that's it. That's it, man. And but also, you know, man, leading your family in the midst of that. You know, mm-hmm. how does a man lead a wife who wants security and who's yeah. not, you know, who's like she looks in the future and she's like, ah, oh, I can't see it either. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you lead? You know, what's what's the vision like for your family in a way that that can where she can become settled and trust you as that leader that um that yeah you we know that everything's gonna be all right yeah bum, bum, yeah. Bum, bum. <laughs> man that's uh I, that, that's something that i personally deal with on the regular i mean i am uh what's your wife not trusting you yeah, well, I'm a comedian known as the unemployed alcoholic. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know that, uh, that it, it amazes me the um, the leeway as a man that I've had uh, to be able to pursue this, and 
without without a crystal clear vision of hey is this going to be a thing is it going to work is it going to be uh valuable is it going to breathe into people is it going to be profitable um all those things it's uh you know and it's it's hard but uh yeah. but man it's i'll tell you the the times of uncertainty for me is also the times when I can think back to and 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 feel God's hand and God's provision the most, because um, it's not me, <laughs> you know. It it it's not something that that I've planned out and I've done. It's something that it, you know. It's that turtle on the fence post thing that we've talked about so much. <laughs> Absolutely. For those and... of you keeping score at home, that's one turtle on a fence post who got there somehow. Somebody put him up on that fence post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just on on that. Um, you know, uh, family leadership thing, um, for, for me and, and my wife and uh, us as a family, it's, it's never going to be me, um, leading. It's going to be us. It's, it's Mm going to be, that's, that's the partnership that we signed up for, uh, is, um, you know, um, you know, the, um, you know the the patriarchy, if you will, uh, is is not going to be the thing that comes out of this. It's it's going to be a, a, a partnership, um, and um, so that, that's uh, you know just another sign of that to consider. Yeah, that's good. I, I, yep, yeah, you're right. I think you know, um, yeah, we both lead, but ultimately, I say, man, like if the stuff ain't right, it's ultimately going to fall on me. If, you know, if my kids, if stuff aren't right as much as my wife is my partner, then, you know, I'm going to have to give an account for my family being in shambles. So she she mm-hmm. is a def, definitely a vested and valuable partner. And she would say that, yeah. she, you know, I would say at the end of the day, yep, we I'm going to give you all the advice, all the insight, tell you what I think we should do. But ultimately, you know. You're going you're gonna to have to give that final answer, that final okay. Hopefully we're in sync with it, you know. Uh, but I, I think it's like uh, Reverend Brown said in Coming to America. You know, he helped Joshua fight the battle of Jericho. He helped Gilligan get off the <laughs> get off the island. Eventually. <laughs> you know, Eventually. I think ultimately, man, we're going we gonna, we gonna to make it through. We're going to be all right. And it's, yeah. it's going to be great because it's, man, like, the ultimate leader, God, man, always makes it all right. Yep. You know, even if the outcome isn't necessarily what we wanted, uh, we, we truly going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I see the hand of God on the direction of your life very, very clearly. Um, the way that you talk, your presence uh, when you're with people, um, it, it radiates uh, the kind of, peace uh that that only comes from uh, a relationship with god and and uh because of that i know that you my friend have uh not only an incredible future ahead of you but an incredible present day right now uh the things that are happening with your family the things that are happening uh with your close friends the things that are happening in the metaverse and 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 with uh the church and with, with, uh, comedy and, and, and with all these things, with the television shows and, um, the things that are happening right now 
are making an impact in people's lives and and you're making an impact man dude i appreciate that man i think um yeah the the tv show that you just mentioned just and i'm sharing with this with you aaron uh sorry brian that's right <laughs> just as, i won't you know, listen right this is my friend like the when we just finished this last rotation of filming 10 episodes for season three and the vice president of the organization that would the TV show is executive produced by just said, man, you've got people, kids in Sri Lanka and families in India who are signing in, signing up to our like club saying that, man, we're, we're watching this. We're, we're being impacted by it. I'm like, yo, that yeah. is absolutely amazing. Because I always, it's funny, man, how some people have premonitions or just like get this sense of things they're supposed to be doing. I always believe that I'm supposed to be having a worldwide impact. And look at me. I'm on Clean Comedy Podcast. Clean Comedy Style <laughs> Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, yeah, now yeah. you've made it. You got that Clean we Comedy it, Time money. I don't yeah. know what the future holds, but I know I'm on Clean Comedy Time podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, pivot from that to if uh, somebody uh, is hearing you here on the Clean Comedy Time podcast and they're saying, you know what? Jason Earl podcast. sounds like exactly the kind of guy that I'm looking for for uh, for an event, for, uh, for comedy, for uh, another television show uh, or other podcasts or uh, shows around the country. Uh, what's the your favorite way for people to get a hold of you? My favorite way. I got two favorite ways. Two really favorites. Wanna, yeah. Yeah. So the first way is just my website, Jason Earls. That's E A R L S. Not and it's best if you just Google comedian Jason Earls because there's this yeah. other Jason Earls is on Hannah Montana. <laughs> and okay. I'm gonna tell you that algorithm, you cannot beat Disney in that algorithm. No, <laughs> I don't yeah, care yeah. what you do. But they can go straight to jasonearls.com and yep. they'll find you there. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, or oh, I really enjoy Instagram. That's like oh, okay. that's my favorite social that's media. Your favorite. Yeah. Uh I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the social media. Yeah. I, I I'm even even you can type me in on some of the gifs or gifs. Uh, <laughs> deals. And oh, now great! Got, now we're now we're getting into the controversial stuff. You know, yep. is it gifs or gifs? Or do you have friends? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Because if, if the guy, oh, I hit the mic. I'm sorry. The guy who made made him call him gifs, like yeah. call him. Uh, yeah, he's a soft, he soft guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a hard G, hard G guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> you can find you on um, on Instagram, just Jason Earls, uh, or at Jason Earls. Uh, pretty yep. much just yeah. And all the all the socials and Jason all Earls. the socials and subscribe yeah. to my YouTube page. I need help. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. gonna find you there. Yeah. Well, we'll make uh, sure we post uh, links uh, to uh, all of that before everywhere. you do it. Though, on the on the gifts on the gifts thing. Uh, uh, how many downloads do you have of, of your gifts, Jason? Um. Let's see, dude. I hadn't checked it in a while. My downloads in three, two, one. Downloads are 269.3 million. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's an awful lot. 
<laughs> so uh, more than a quarter billion downloads of your uh, gifts. <laughs> wow, that's I never viewed it like that's, that. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my. That's the only thing that I'm close to a billion in. I tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jason, thank you so much for uh, being on the show for talking with us about um, the good, the bad, and the funny. I, I mean, I just had to plug that in there. But m- more than anything. Um, for your perspective as a father, for uh, a black man who can talk to us about Juneteenth as well, um, and your comedy, which is extraordinary. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And let yeah. me just say uh, to all the white people, I do love y'all. You know, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I hate this guy. He talking about slavery. Hey, I didn't say anything. Anyway, yeah, thank you for the talk. To and thanks for giving me the opportunity to kind of talk about that because most people, well, there are a lot of people who don't want to have these conversations, and I think they're very important uh, to have these conversations. So, you know, you, your relationship with your spouse can't get better unless you talk about some of the ugly things that, that's happening in your marriage. Same thing happens with racism. And you can always tell how healthy a person's marriage is or how healthy they handle conflicts in their marriage by the way they handle this race conversation. That's another deep thing for another day. Next time on the Clean Comedy Time podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from forced language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 